Hello, everybody. This is Krishna Kitty. This is a very, 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 I cannot stress, important podcast I'm making tonight. And I actually am speaking with an attorney who's going to help me a little bit. Um, and I know it's, I'm going to put some really good information. I got to really take some good notes today on the, what, the questions I wanted to ask so I could really put together a good podcast. Because there's three events that I want to talk about. And then we'll talk about something that happened um, in my home tonight and why you need a plan to defend your home. Even if it's from nothing, you still should have a plan. First event that I'm going to talk about is Kansas City. An 85-year-old man, I made a clapper video about this, and I am not really uploading much to TikTok right now. I just really don't like the platform, and... I need it for work, and my big fear is I'm going to say something wrong, I'll get banned, and it's going to cause a... So I'm just using Clapper, C-L-A-P-P-R, but I want to just always put things out there. Okay, so listen up. An 85-year-old man is arrested for shooting a 16-year-old who was trying to supposedly get into a wrong house. All right, here's a story. And what I am giving you is confirmed through some legal um, avenues. So this is now, you have to understand, the information put out is so scant. The news media puts out what they want you to hear, and they don't put out the whole story. Even attorneys sometimes can never find out the whole story. All right, 85-year-old man. This is the official story now that is out. Basically asleep. They're not saying if it's a high-crime neighborhood, not a high-crime neighborhood. Um, and I, we've not been able to discern that. I don't want to put that information out there. So, he's asleep. doesn't matter where it is. He's in Kansas City. And he hears a doorbell ring and sees someone pulling on his door. The news media does not put out if there's any conversations between the person outside the door and his man. It does say that the person was black that was trying to get into his home. This 16-year-old supposedly was to, trying to pick up his brother, but it went to the wrong residence that was about a block away. Now, again, there's no talk about what was, um, if anything was said, not said. All we know is he heard someone shaking the door. We do not know how many times the home had been broken into. If anyone had tried to break into the home before, that's not been released. We do know that he, the gentleman that lived there, 85-year-old man, said he saw the door jiggling, felt this person was trying to break into his house, and he shot him with 32 caliber pistol through the door, um, once in the head and once in the arm. The boy did survive. Now, the news media is purposely not putting out certain information. Number one, a 16-year-old does not have a cell phone. Where, how did he get there? He walked to a, a house to get his brother, but he didn't know where the house was. The story does not make sense. But of course, they're going to tell us that this doesn't matter, black, white, or whatever, his kids are on a street and banned, blah, blah, blah. All they want us to know is victim that was shot black, assailant white, when in fact, that 85-year-old man felt his life was in danger. 
Someone's shaking and trying to get into your home. You don't know who that person is. It's at night. What are you going to do? I'm going to neutralize the threat. Are you? Now listen to me. So I talked to two different attorneys. I said, hey, you know, can you see what you can dig up? Because they both work in constitutional law. This is the kind of thing that they live for, you know. And they could not find any information. There was no ring doorbell. There was no real information as far as or how this boy got the wrong address when he didn't have a cell phone, how he got there, or they're not putting it out. All right, case number two. Rural, rural, upstate New York. These are really white neighborhoods. I mean, there are no, all right, I'm going to be honest. These are, every one of the stories is going to be white. White rednecks. Here we go. A woman is tired of people coming down a deserted road where she lives, getting lost, turning around in her driveway. Evidently, there have been people that have come onto her property, turning around. She's had issues, and she is probably very paranoid. Probably lives by herself, and just has had enough. What we do know is she sees two cars pull onto a property and a motorcycle with kids in it. And these kids are white. The kids get out of the car. Now here's the backstory. They got lost. Didn't know where they were like many other places. Oftentimes there's no GPS up there. There's no cell service. Even that's how rural this thing is. Bottom line is she fired warning shots at them. One shot hit the car. Another one struck a 16 year old girl and she died. All right. Third story, Alabama. Sweet 16 started off at a dance studio. Four dead, 32 wounded. Not once did the news media talk about race, but all the victims were black, the shooters were black. There was a mix of races at the party, they're saying. A mix, I don't know why that's even important, but they had to put that out there. Of course, they have all these photos of the community of both all these different races and mixed races, and everyone's coming together. Again, people are people. They got to make this racial. But what they're not doing is calling it a hate crime or a race crime. Yet, four dead, 32 wounded in Chicago last weekend. 18 shootings, five dead, black on black crime. There was black on black crime, white on white crime. There's purple, probably on purple crime. There were purple people. Okay? Thing is, people kill people. It does not matter what race. The matters is, we need to get back to where we were in this country. An 85-year-old man has the right to defend his home. If your grandfather, your great-grandfather was asleep, hears a doorbell ring and sees someone pulling on the door, that's what he says, we told police, what would you think? Now, I am not a fan of ring doorbells and Alexis and all this stuff. But in certain situations, as his lawyer was telling me tonight and told me during the week when I talked to him, it meant the difference between some people being arrested and some people not. I'm going to tell you a case that he's involved with and how a ring doorbell saved someone from being arrested. This is a rural community in South Carolina. 
again, it was in this case it was an elderly couple that lived there. Their home had been vandalized already twice. When I say vandalized, kids had come on and messed around with stuff, but never really stole anything. But they did have very recently trespassed, I guess, going through the backyard. And this time they did go into a back shed, evidently steal some petty tools. I mean, nothing major, but these people, all right, now here's something else. He's a Vietnam veteran, this man. All right. I'm going to tell you something else. He's black. The kids that were vandalizing his property were white. Now, this never made the news. But a lawyer friend of mine is involved in this case. They had a ring doorbell because all of his vandalism, they put on cameras up. He never once, this gentleman, said anything was racial. He just said they were stupid kids out of board like they were when they were young kids and doing stupid things. And their house is... Right at a cutaway. So it's always been an issue. They got older. They don't have dogs anymore, you know. But the other one night, he was there with his wife. They were sitting on their porch. And he went in the house and he heard his wife screaming. There were two kids coming up on the porch. He came out with a firearm. They said, we're going to, they said something to him. I'm not going to go into what was said. He fired two shots, neutralized both suspects. Those suspects were armed. Now the ring doorbell, I'm sorry, my dogs are barking. The ring doorbell got what they needed for this man not to be charged. And what that was, was those people were armed and you could see it in the ring doorbell footage. They were carrying weapons in the front of their pants. And again, I'm sorry when I made podcast, my dogs go crazy. I am very, very sorry. So they, when the police came out, obviously the first thing they wanted to know what happened, those weapons were found, but they basically told the woman that they were going to come into her home and take what they wanted and take... I mean, there were some very crude things that were said and were captured on that ring doorbell. Nothing racial. Okay? The news never mentioned race. This man was not charged. It was under the Castle Doctrine in South Carolina. See, in South Carolina, someone even on your property, the laws get very crazy, but the community came out and supported him. And they said, oh, the sheriff... We will not have this man charged. You, us as citizens, have the right to affect change and make the laws. And if not, we need to go out there and force and change them. But nobody really cares. But that's the bottom line. What happened in Alabama was a mass shooting. And I guarantee it's going to be something with gang related or relationship related or something. Okay. Four dead, 32 wounded. Black on black. The case in upstate New York, white on white. Did that woman in upstate New York have a right to fire warning shots? Well, one hit the car, one killed a girl. See, when you go back, they're talking to this Vietnam veteran. 
He was saying when he grew up, no one came on your property. They know you'd be shot and killed. Ask older people. In Chicago, we had hordes, I'm going to be honest, black youth terrorizing the city and the police can't do anything. In California, it is free-for-all shoplifting. Americans have said, we're scared of the government. We're going to let them tell us what to do. We're going to be afraid to exercise our right to defend our property. Do you know if you elected the right sheriffs, the right mayors, the right city councils, at least where you lived, you could affect change. I have heard sheriffs say over and over again, we don't charge people that defend their property. And if your sheriff is one that is going to get him out of there. People have more power than you realize. Look at Bud Light. Just not drinking beer, right? Could you imagine, I've said this before, the most, the most effective way for change is economic. Shut down the economy. It happens in Europe and in Sweden and the Netherlands all the time. They try to enact some kind of draconian legislature. The farmers block the roads for several days. Everything stops. Doctors don't go to the hospitals. There's no trains running. You might say, well, what about grandma in the hospital? Well, that's going to be the quickest way for them to take that draconian law away. Now, yes, in those countries, they have socialized medicine. They don't have guns and things like that. But they... Have an act, they try to enact green laws. It is it's it is what it is. The point is, they're willing to do something. We wait until something happens to us, and then we don't know what to do. So I'm going to tell you about a little bit what happened in my house. Um, so my dogs, my front yard is always pitch black. I would say it's always overgrown. I do it on purpose. My deck is covered with a blue tarp. It's a mobile home, so if you know anything about the mobile home, you know, decks that come out of my home, you can, and the um, railings, I've tarped over. I don't need anyone to look in my door, anyone, I, I, I do this on purpose. I don't have lights, it's pitch black, but I can see the road. That's lit up. At least down the road is light, and there's a reason. I can see them, they can't see me. I have a toy hauler in the front yard. I have things positioned. I have trees that have grown. Everything is there for a reason. And I, like I said, it's all fenced in with very loud, big, ferocious animals. Three shepherds and a Belgian Malinois. As my older shepherds, you know, they are getting up there nine or ten. I will always have at least four dogs for protection. And there's a reason I believe that. I know not everyone's going to say that's a good idea and it's, dogs are expensive. Yes, I don't get to go away. I love my babies. But it's also important if you live alone for security reasons. I don't have ring doorbells. I don't want a ring doorbell. But I'm going to talk about a system that I do have that I have gotten to do with a survival group that I've been involved with. Many people are homesteaders. Some live off the grid. Um... And I still have to go without electricity and RVs, everything like that. And they came up with a, basically, I got you back system. A real I got you back system, which I'm going to talk about. So the dogs are ferociously barking, not like a normal ferocious bark, like, hey, it was a cat or a squirrel or a bat. And first thing I do, grab my, I grab my weapon. You know, um, 
get the sights on. My porch is completely black. My house is completely dark. You cannot see the front door behind the tree, but I can see someone in my front yard. I said one word. I tell my dogs, my Damien, my Malinois, stand alert. That's his command, stand alert. Whether or not your dogs are trained or not, people don't think about are they or what are they. I'm going to be honest. A golden retriever does not scare people. A labradoodle does not scare people. A pitbull doesn't even scare people. Pitbulls are instinctual. German shepherds, Malinois. They are my go-to. I'm not saying, actually, my Chihuahua is the most scary dog in town. Um, he actually is very, very scary. And he thinks he is a German Shepherd and causes a lot of trouble because he is a small um, alpha complex. But I will, if I see someone in my yard like that, so I'll give, I give a command to, to Damien, my Malinois. And I'll usually, even though the other ones aren't trained, I'll say something like, a perimeter or something to give that person a notion that these dogs are trained. Psychology is what the government needs on us. Psychology can save your life and not have to pull a trigger because that's not what we want to do. We have a resident drunk recently, last couple of months around here, and there's a lot more homeless people because they've shut down some mobile home parks up the road and people living in the woods. It's really quite sad. But I saw someone, and I knew there was someone out there because I could hear it. So the first thing I did, I took my phone, and I dialed what I call our, um, we call it a network. And what it is, people like this, homestay, things like that, that if we call them, they are our backup legally. So it's hard to just record a video or a TikTok or, you know, what I'm doing now in an emergency situation. But it's not hard to call somebody and say, hey, I think, you know, a code word is um, reinforce. Okay, I need some reinforcement. Reinforcing or, you know, depends who your that person is that you're going to go to. And they have lists. It's not hard to do. You could do this with your neighbors. It takes five minutes to set up. But... That person now is listening. They can record what's going on. And you're on the phone with someone. So it's not like shining a flashlight out there and a cell phone. Oh, my God, I'm filming you. Okay, right? So I take the phone. I put it on the um, porch, which, again, has a blue tarp over it. And I see this person out there. And the first thing I do is look back to my hat and say, call 911. There's a reason I said that. One, I have two neighbors that can really see my house. If anything ever happened, I want them to be able to tell the police and line up with what's going on my phone. She said, call 911. She saw a threat. She told somebody to call the police. I also went screamed back to my house. There was somebody in my yard, an intruder. Strategically said. Now, the person that was my go-to on that end of the phone did they have another phone. It's, it's just very well planned. It's not hard to do, okay? Called 911, gave them my address, said they were on the phone with me, and I saw someone in my yard, and... Okay? There's, a, there's a reasons why I'm telling you this. I do have a rifle. 
he cannot see it. it's pointed at him. Yes, the red was on him. And it's not, I don't use a laser. It's just a, um, it's, you know, I don't like lasers. <laughs> they can see you, identifies where you are, but I had him, I knew what I had to do if I had to do it. But I also knew there was no way you can open that gate and come in my yard with, and by my house with four big dogs. So once I realized, he started yelling some things up there towards me. I picked up my phone and I called 911. I said, hey, a friend of mine, I think just called in. I was on the phone with them, went outside to check and it's intruded in my front yard. At that point, he started moving down the road. Yes, the police did come out. See, you don't want that to kill someone. You don't want to go out and become the aggressor. All right. Now, if I did not have that perimeter fence around my house, and I walked out and I didn't have those dogs barking and I came face to face with someone on my property. I am going to scream as loud as I can. Trespasser, I fear for my life. Oh my God. And I will keep saying at your trespassing. The worst thing you can do is say, I'm armed with a firearm. If, that, if I come face to face with someone, I'm going to yell, oh my God, trespasser, somebody's on my property. I fear for my life. And I'm going to pull the trigger. Rehearse what you're going to say in your mind. Now, this might sound crazy. But if you walked out of your home and came face to face with somebody, what you say or don't say can make a big difference because there could be someone sitting on their porch and at night, it carries. They can hear you. You want to make sure what you say does not cause harm to you. Years and years and years ago, back in 2009, I learned this the hard way. We had intruders break on our property. This is in a different state. And I did not handle the situation correctly and it wound up becoming a nightmare. People can hear you more than you think. And without having some kind of recording of the incident. So what I would say is if you are with someone at your home, tell them to put their phone on. If you don't have a ring doorbell, that can get audio and visual. Set up a network with people that you know, relatives, neighbors, that if someone, you're in a situation, whether it's a car, a home, your office, people that you could call that would be a witness in a way. Because that lady in New York, it's her word versus these kids. Now I'm going to tell you another story very quickly. Very similar case. And I'm reading it right now. This case was actually out in Utah. Again, very rural. And a man had a forestry business. He heard somebody messing around in the garage. Very expensive equipment, very expensive trucks. So he did not have a ring doorbell or anything, but he had a cell phone. Went out there. The first thing he did is he texted legal documentation now his business partner hey i'm going out to check for animals 
out in the shed again. Things are, I heard a noise. Something that is going to alert someone to an issue, but you don't want to say, hey, I see some flashlights out there. I'm going to go out there and see what's going on. Animals. I think it could be an animal. I heard a noise. Or very honestly, if you are in a state and that shop is on your property, you have the right to investigate. Hey, I heard some noises back there. Call 911. It really depends on your state laws. But again, you can affect change by making these laws change. We need the right to defend our properties. Now, in the county that this man lived in in Utah, they have the right to defend property. And if it's the, the shop is on there, they don't have to sit there and hide, okay? So they hear sounds out in the shop. And with vehicles, and he hears someone going to one of the vehicles. He goes out there, hits his cell phone long enough to say, I'm, I'm coming out, like he's talking to somebody. I'm looking to see who's out here now. And then he, Point blankly says, yes, I am armed. Like he's talking on the phone. At that point, he heard the door of the truck close and saw a kid take off the other direction. A lot of times what you say can scare someone away, but with the mentality that you might have to do what you have to do, but you want to back yourself up. So by calling somebody and say, hey, I'm going to investigate something. It could be an animal. It could be somebody out there. I don't know. I want to find out what's going on. Go ahead and call 911, his business partner. That way you covered your ass. You're calling the police. And that really depends on where and what the laws are. And this is where we need to make the changes in the laws. We should not have to hide in our homes like a panic room. We should not have to be afraid to defend our land. And the way you make those changes is through local mayors who then hire the local police to enact ordinances and the local sheriff of that county. But again, if people boycotted the way they boycotted Bud Light, this nation could be a constitutional republic again. If people just stopped shopping for two weeks in every major store, business license would be done with. There wouldn't be any more unconstitutional we could do so much, but long story short, think about what you would say or how you would present yourself in a court of law. If you just say, oh yeah, I heard somebody out there and I grabbed my, you know, four guns and I went out there. Yeah, I'm going to take care of that motherfucker. I'm tired of them breaking in my sheds and stealing my trucks. And what do you think is going to happen? But if you say, yes. We heard a sound out there. I notified my business partner. I notified my neighbor, notified my wife, my husband, whatever, that I wasn't sure if it was an animal out there. It could have been a person. I heard a door open to the truck. I told them to call 911, and I went out to investigate to find out what was going on out there. Now, what's you, again, have to make the determination for yourself because when you do go out, you are, in some states, now becoming an aggressor. But you know what? I don't give an F anymore because I'm ready to end my life on this earth and more. Sometimes I think people need to say, we're going to stand up for ourselves and for each other. 
because there have been cases where people were not charged because entire towns came out and said, we will not allow this to happen. Again, if people can boycott Bud Light, think what people could do if nobody went to work for a week and said, we want laws changed. We will not allow this 85-year-old man to be arrested. We will all sit in the streets if we have to. We will shut down the economy. We will remove the sheriff. We elected him. We will remove him. We will remove the mayors. But you have to have a plan in your mind or things could go horribly, horribly wrong. And I know when I get on here, there's so much I want to talk about sometimes and my brain kind of rattles along. But I'm giving you scenarios because what would you do in those scenarios? See, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting things out there for you to think about. What would you do? Now, most people, I hope, would say, if someone's breaking into my home, I would shoot them. Well, that's what the 85-year-old man did. Is that not? I want to know how somebody doesn't have a cell phone. How did that boy get there? How did he know? I mean, what did he, did he walk? I mean... The news media is the problem. They don't put all the information out there. They lead us along. They lead us along. Lead us along. Let me go back to that case in Utah. Okay? Really quick. A lot of people realize we are going to do... We don't want to have to hurt somebody. But we will do what we need to do because we are not going to be victims anymore. We are tired of it. We are tired of allowing criminals to take over this country. But we're also going to protect ourselves. Okay? We're not going to call up our neighbor and say, Yo, I'm so tired of these people out there. I'm going to go out and take it. No. I'm going to go out and see what's going on. Hey, man, you know, go call 911 for me. I'm going to go out there and see what's going on. Yes, I am carrying. This is my property. Of course, I have a weapon. I'm going to defend myself. That's what you say. I'm going to, in case I have to defend myself. I have a right to go out to my shed. Now, another thing that I've heard people do in situations like that is they don't say they heard a noise. They'll simply say, I was going out to my workshop. When I opened the door, I heard noise and came face to face with an intruder. I immediately felt my life was in jeopardy. He approached me. And I defended myself. He, that's a castle doctrine. That is something else. But you need to think through these things. How are you going to respond? But the best course of action is not having to have those kind of things happen. So I've always, after what happened to me personally in 2009, have learned the hard way that I am not, I'm going to make my house uninviting to anyone that might want to come up. Now, granted, it is rural white trash land, but I will always have a fenced-in property. I will always have dogs. I always have trees. When your house has nothing around it and you have spotlights on your front porch and your back porch, and, you know, that's what the subdivisions are. People can see in their garages. They case them around every day. They can see everything you have. They can look in your windows with the binoculars, Right? Those people are saying, I don't care if I'm a victim. 
The sheriff did come out, drive around tonight, and they did not see the guy. They did, I believe they were going to go look in the woods. Um, but again, I was not going to leave my fence and put myself in a situation like that. Now, I want to switch it around just a little bit more, okay? Again, suppose I was getting out of my car in my driveway and someone points, jumps up at me. I'm going to shoot them. They have no right to be on my property. Now, granted, I would recognize one or two people that might know that come my property, but I have no trespassing signs. I'm going to fear for my life. Now, if you ever, ever, ever happen to do something like that, I fear for my life. There have been times where, and I've heard people talk about this on YouTube, says, some people disagree with this, saying that you're armed is enough to scare up an intruder like the gentleman in Utah did. I'm armed. As soon as that kid heard that, he took off running. There was, he was not, obviously, did not want to die that night. There was, um, recently in right near my business that happened to a woman I know um she was picking up some food at a takeout place and um it was a very positive news story we got I think it was in the news for like a day or two maybe nothing major like a blurb but um concealed weapon carry permit she had just picked up some food she had her eight-year-old son with her and um there were getting in the vehicle and a guy approached her and said, do you have any money that I could buy some cigarettes with? And she said, no, but I do have a nine millimeter and I will put you down because I feel my life is in danger right now. Those are her words. If you touch me because he was reaching out to grab her, he looked down and she already had drawn the weapon from her waistband he threw his arms up and said, you're a crazy bitch, and ran away. That's a good scenario of what happened. Could she have shot him right there? Possibly. She, but no one wants to do that. That's my point, to have a plan. She did not, when she had enough sense of thinking about it, to look at the man's arms... He did not have a gun in his hand. Now, if he had a weapon in his hand, she said she would have killed him immediately. But she did make it very clear so people could hear, I have a concealed weapons permit, I have a 9mm, and I will put you down because I fear for my life. Now, she didn't use the word kill. What she was saying is, I will neutralize the threat, I will put you down. Meaning, I might shoot you in the leg, I might shoot you... If, wherever the bull goes, doesn't or whatever I need to do, but I'm going to put down that threat. That's how her mind went to. Those are the words she used. But it wasn't the reason you say it out loud. People heard it, and actually, again, it was handled correctly. But you need to think these things through. You need to plan how you would handle the situation. I do not think people should come out of their homes and just start shooting at people because they're in their driveway. But I definitely could see how someone sees two cars pull up with a bunch of kids in it and a kid on a motorcycle and think maybe they're going to rob me. 
Now, again, the argument is she should not have come out of her home. She should have called 911. I just, I think we need to make, we need to get rid of those kind of laws. Upstate New York in the county that she lived in said that she had the legal right to have a weapon. But she did not, her life was not in jeopardy. That's what the sheriff said. She could have stayed in her home and called the police that there were trespassers and they would have sent the sheriff's car out. Um, she could have even photograph the front of their license plates. And but you need to think about this because your life could be ruined like that. But what are we doing to protect people like that 85-year-old man? Are we willing to say we will not allow this travesty to justice? Are we going to change the laws? But then again, we have unconstitutional business licenses. We have unconstitutional permits. Everything is unconstitutional. We live in a tyrannical, fascist, socialist state where we are no longer in control of the government. And see, the founding fathers said it. When we fear the government, it's tyranny. When the government fears people, it's a constitutional republic. But I do urge people... Don't wait until something happens. Think about how you would handle it. If you got out of your car and somebody was in your driveway, what would you do? What would you say? Practice hitting your button on your phone. Would you record it? Do you have a network of people you can call? Just to protect yourself. Just to protect yourself. And that's why a lot of people do have surveillance cameras. And they really have gotten a lot of people off the hook because it shows what really did happen or what was said. Because what somebody says can make a difference too. All right. Someone says, I'm going to hurt you. If you talk to police, they, they said they were going to kill me. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But you have to really think about how you're going to handle it. And in your mind, nobody should ever want to kill somebody. But nobody should ever be willingly be a victim. And I think the biggest problem we have in our country now is we allow property just to be taken without any fear of repercussions. And until Americans take back our rights. But that's not going to happen because look what happened in 2020. I thought real men would stand up and be real men. Well, I'm going to have a challenge to you, real men. All you real men are so protesting Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch products. Be real men and say, we're going to start our communities and we're going to make, we're going to force laws to change. It isn't that hard. It's economic. It's economic. But it takes sacrifice and a lot more sacrifice than not drinking a beer. I'm Calista Kitty, and I know I ramble a lot sometimes, but what I want to do is give you different cases and have you think, how would you handle it? And again, every jurisdiction is so different. And then you got to do what you think is right. Personally, I'm not going to let someone take my shit. Okay? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather, I, I, my life is over. I'm done. I've always said I will stand up for what I believe in. And I have begged people to try to go out and affect change. Change the laws. Elect officials that are pro-Second Amendment. Take back our towns. 
allow the sheriff to deputize citizens. But people don't care. I don't know. Maybe the, all the real men that boycotted Bud Light will be real men and say we've had enough because the United Nations wants our guns. They want, they want everything. It's going to be matter if we give it to them. Have a good night, y'all.